Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glixman alongside my tag team partner, Matt Story. And this was supposed to be a celebratory 100th episode of the Ben and Matt Sportscast. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, that's right. And it's not. It is not that. It is a somber day. Um, and not just because my health insurance provider is trying to force me to auto-enroll into stuff, but because ASU lost to UCLA, Matt, a game they should have had and that they controlled early. I know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, the you know, the word I think of that comes to mind the most is just disappointing. It, it just you know, it's a it's a game I felt like they should have won. It's a game that early on I thought they were going to win. Um, you know, it's probably the only well, the first loss this year that I would say um, they didn't. How do I put it? Not to say they didn't deserve to lose, but they, they they were the better team. I felt like, and and I don't think that was the case in the other four losses. Certainly not Stanford and USC. I think that's fair to say. Um, you know, they were down big to Texas Tech, came back, made it interesting. Pretty much outplayed by San Diego State from the jump. Uh, I was trying to think. You know, I I don't know that we ever had more than a three point lead in any of the other losses that we had. And last night we had a fourteen point lead. In the first quarter. like things were cruising. Yeah, exactly. We had a 14-point um, I mean, lead I, and the ball, and it was, yeah. you know. I, I, uh, I really felt for that, that brief moment when we scored to go up 14 and, you know, kind of in that, you know, between possessions, and I'm thinking, we're doing what I wanted here. We're, we're, we're looking like the mature team that I wanted us to be. We're, we're going to separate ourselves from mediocrity, um, and then it didn't happen, and that's, that's just really disappointing. Well, what's sad is UCLA is horrible against the run, and we were up yeah. two scores, and it felt like, okay, well, now just start grinding them. I know it's only right. the start of the second quarter, but let's not go fancy here. We're breaking off four, five, six-yard chunks at a time, you know, and occasionally Richard was popping some big runs. Right. Um, but, you know, Manny throws an ill-advised – screen pass to Harry that gets tipped and, and returned for a touchdown. And yeah. then it was like I mean, the wheels a, came off, you know. It was the swing play of the game. I mean, I, I had just texted you when we went up by 14 and mentioned that yet I thought, you know, we could continue this pace for just a little bit longer. UCLA would quit. I really did feel that way. I mean, they had lost two in a row. Their season was kind of on the rails. There were a lot of empty seats. Their coaches under fire. I mean, they had every reason to to look like we did at the end of last year, and we gave them life with that play. And and then it's like we couldn't stop the train after that. I mean, you know, we we gave them in them, and we could never take it back. Yeah, I, I mean, after that, you know, ASU was able to get one more touchdown in the first half. Went into halftime yeah. with the twenty-one to twenty lead. Um, you know, Brandon Reese, which apparently it's Reese, yes. not Ruiz, right. I learned yesterday. Right. Um, yes. Missed the 44-yarder at the end of the first half, which would have been a nice momentum swing uh, to give us a little more have. breathing room. And then, yeah. you know, yeah. it just and, – and then, you know, we were down 10. We got a field goal to make it a seven-point game. Felt like we couldn't get back in over the hump. And then you get the blocked punt uh, that Eno Benjamin yeah. picked up and scored. At, and we're tied at 34 and you feel like okay this is a you know clean sure. slate and we've sure. got momentum and and it just wasn't there you know UCLA and it was gone and, very quickly uh, you know 
uh, a, a good comparison. You know, you compare it to last week's game where we were down in the second half. We get the touchdown to tie the game, um, and we give up the big play. But then we held to a field goal. That was a big momentum saver for us because, you know, it felt like, oh, we're going to throw away this momentum right away. Last night, we threw away the momentum right away. We let them march down the field. Easy touchdown drive. I don't think they faced a third down on, on the possession. And, and you know, so we had just stolen a little bit of momentum, and then it was gone again. And, you know, I think we had, what, three second-half drives that got inside the 20, didn't score a touchdown on any of them. Um, you know, only second-half touchdown was that blocked punt return, which is great that you get that play, but where was your offense? Where was that running game? I mean, you know, the easiest way to score effectively inside the 20 is to be able to run the ball. That didn't happen last night, and and the defense was, was really bad from what I saw and heard. Um, it regressed to making mistakes that we haven't really seen all year. Um, just guys, you know, wide open, huge running lanes uh, for a team that's not a good running team, zero sacks against a team that's given up a lot of sacks. Um, they were far from the difference-making group that we saw three or four weeks ago. And, 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 and it's been three straight games where they really haven't played well defensively. Well, let's talk about the the defense and the big plays. You know, there was, for the first time, really, I think, under Bennett, you saw them sell out with a blitz and watched it just yeah. get destroyed. I mean, there were three passes on swing plays into the left flat for yeah. Rosen, and each one was huge. Now, I mean, they threw other swing passes and did other short things, but it was almost like that was like the hot cold zone of a strike zone. Uh-huh. That was a, a very red zone for UCLA's effectiveness because every, it yep. felt like every time they flipped it to the swing pass, either the receiver who had lined up on that side was running a fly route and there was no underneath help or, yep. you know, the corner from that side was blitzing and the safety was too far away to make a difference. And it just, you know, right. And we got lucky yeah, was- as we did with other games you know, this could have gotten out of hand early. They dropped a touchdown on the yeah. first uh, possession and they yeah. missed a field goal. There were so many drops yep. on critical plays for them that kept us really in the game. Um, Agreed. I saw several in the first half. I, I, uh, you know, went to went to radio for the second half because the delay on the Pac-12 net streaming was terrible. Um, but yeah, several plays in the first half that you know could have changed the course of that half, and yet. You know, as you said, that first drive, you know, they move down the field, but they get nothing. And then we answer. We score touchdowns two of our first three possessions. And, uh, and again, I'm thinking, man, this is exactly what I wanted to see from this team. And and I, I woke up this morning thinking, how did, how did they lose that game? That game was theirs. And what happened? I, I mean, I just don't feel like we were out-talented or, or out-played. Um, and yet we lost, and that's that's really disturbing when that happens. I mean, it, it's one thing to lose to USC and get blown out, sucks. But you think, you know what? That's a really good team. They got a lot of great players. Okay, you pick yourself up and move on. This is a game that's hard for me to move past because I feel like we should have won the game. Yeah, well, I mean, we were texting as the second half as you know it started to slip away, but. With the way Arizona's playing with Tate at quarterback, yeah. next week against Oregon State's a must-win because I don't think we can beat Arizona with the way the defense it, looks. It again. changes the whole tenor of next week. You know, I mean, if we had won that game last night, then you go there with confidence. 
as a fan at least. I mean, this this season has been such a roller coaster that I'm not saying that they're going to lose next week. I mean, it, this we don't know what this team's going to give us from week to week. Same with the Arizona game. Uh, the lesson I learned last night, and we probably should have learned it already, is we don't know if this team is going to be on any given night. They can look really good, and they can look really awful, and sometimes all in the same night. And and uh, you know, but now I mean, the, the feeling was supposed to be, you know, we were six and four. We had the bowl game, you know, eligibility locked up. We'd go there, we'd handle our business there. We'd be seven and four, and then the Arizona game would really just, you know, be for sitting on the cake. We'd have a winning season locked up. We'd have a bowl game locked up. And, yeah, you want to beat Arizona, but there wouldn't be a lot of extra pressure on it. Now that feels different because now you've got to win in Corvallis, which it's been a long time since we've won in Corvallis, in order to even have, you know, a, a bowl game possibility locked up before you play Arizona. Yeah, and, and I'll just come right out and say it. If they lose at Oregon State, I think that they're going to get stoned by Arizona. I, I don't. I, I, if they have yeah. pressure on them, it seems like yeah. any pressure at all, they fold. Now we get Arizona at home, well, and that's true. Now, but what I what I will say, and what you know, I guess maybe somewhat boosts my confidence about the Arizona game, but doesn't boost my confidence about the overall direction of the program, is this team has been better this year when they've been doubted. You know, the the, the Washington game, the Oregon game. Uh, you know, the Utah game, you know, those, those were their best performances were ones where, you know, you had, oh, well, you got no shot, you know, yeah, you're but, a double digit underdog, you know, but, and, but on the and, flip and, uh, side, there's a difference between being counted out and having pressure. I'm talking about needing a game to needing yeah. to win. And, and I just haven't no, seen I that agree. when they've needed a drive other than the Washington game, when they've needed yeah. a drive. And now I'm asking them to, to need a whole game. I'm I'm yeah, concerned, yeah. you know. I mean, the Arizona game is going to be a litmus test regardless of whether they win or lose against State because of what happened last year. And, and uh, you know, Haller mentioned this, I think, even this, this week before the loss, that, you know, if they get embarrassed by Arizona again, that's a death knell for Todd Graham. And I would agree, regardless of win or lose next week, um, that was embarrassing last year. And quite honestly, he's lucky he survived it. Um, a lot of coaches probably wouldn't have survived a, a showing like that. And now you're at home, and yes, Arizona's a lot better than they were last year, but nonetheless, you've got to show better. Um, I'm not it's a must-win, but you cannot get embarrassed. And, and if he does, he should start packing. And if he loses next week, he should probably start packing before that because we might be looking at a 2006 situation where he knows going into the Arizona game, he's done after that game. Yeah, I mean... The, I guess the happy note is Oregon State hasn't beaten anybody of consequence. No. And no, no. I mean, nobody in the conference. However, uh, that was the case last year with Arizona. They were the team that was 0 for the conference. And they were going to provide us our landing. Yeah, we'd lost five in a row, but everything would be okay. We'd get this win. We'd get into a bowl. And as we just discussed, it was the low point of the season rather than a bounce back. So, uh, and, and, you know, Corvallis is, uh, it's not a place I feel good about going. I don't care how bad they are. Um, there's there's 2014 on my mind. There's 2006 on my mind uh, as two great examples of, of trips to Corvallis that were just disastrous. Um, 08 wasn't much better from what I recall. Uh, you know, we haven't played there every other year. We've missed them at times. But, 
since we've been here, it's been pretty bad going to Oregon, either place. And Oregon State has almost been worse because of the meaning of those games, especially 2014. That's the one that, you know, if, if Todd Graham gets fired in two weeks, and he might still, um, that 2014 game in Corvallis was probably the beginning of the downfall of Todd Graham, really. Yeah, I mean, one thing that I, I guess I agree with the reaction that it's good it's a day game. It'll be as warm as it could possibly be for it. Yeah. What I didn't like is how excited the players and the coaching staff seemed to be that it was a day game. Um, as, <laughs> as if, like, otherwise there would be some sort of mental edge Oregon State would have. Right. Um, well, there might be. Um, based on what happened, you know, three years ago, we played there late at night. Now, most of these players were not part of that team. And the ones who were didn't, you know, most of them didn't play key roles. Some of them were red shirts or whatever. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that, that was a late-night game in the cold. We had, you know, that game we came in with all the momentum in the world. Eight and one. We just beaten Notre Dame. We were in the top ten in the country. Um, the Pac-12 was still wide open for us. So was making the college football playoff, and it all you know crashed and burned that night in Corvallis. And we haven't been there since. Now we get to go back with uh, not that kind of meaning on the line, but still a lot of meaning to this game. Very true. Um, on the offensive side of the ball, you you know you talked about the team is good and bad. Sometimes in the same game, I, I feel like yeah. that was Manny Wilkins yesterday. Yeah, um, the, yeah. the interception, yeah. the pick I mean, six was terrible, uh, but the hurdle touchdown on the quarterback draw was <laughs> beautiful. It was you know right, perfect. Right, uh, and the touchdown pass to Nikhil Harry for the first score, uh, you know, was a very good throw right where it needed to be. Um, I mean, that's what's hard about that game is it's not a game where I feel like we were badly outplayed. Or, I mean, this is what I was getting at. Like, there's there's parts of that game that you feel like we should have won. And then we didn't. And that's that's what's hard to swallow. And it's just, it's hard to swallow that this team can't play to expectations. That's what worries me. I mean, you know, getting Todd Graham, I don't think he should be fired because we lost the game last night. But it does make me question, can he get this right? Because it seems like since the start of 2015, and really if you want to go back to that November 2014 stretch we were just talking about, it's one step forward and one step back. And that's kind of what this year's been. Every time it feels like we've kind of got our feet on the ground, we know what this team's going to be, they're going to handle their business, they fall flat. And we saw a you know, pretty embarrassing showing against USC, non-competitive. Then we answer, we get a win over Colorado, we're feeling okay. And then we do what we did last night, and it's like, again, step forward after you just took a step forward. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. You know, I, it felt like every phase did something good and something bad. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. the interception yeah. that Adams was able to get on Rosen on a tip ball, right. good. The inability to cover whole swaths of the field, bad. Right. The block yeah. punt. Run defense. Good. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Missed field goal at the end of the half. That would have been a, a momentum booster. You know, we stopped them on fourth down late in the half. You know, when they're looking like they're going to drive, maybe take the lead. Instead, we get the stop. We have a chance to, to steal points there, basically, and we missed the field goal. Um, again, you know, that, that game is sort of emblematic of what I, what I say about the last three years. One step forward, one step back. You know, like every, every time there was something positive, 
we shot ourselves in the foot and did something negative. Um, you know, blocked punt, tie the game, great, easy touchdown drive allowed. You know, again, right back where we were. I mean, and, and uh, you know, I don't want to be that fan who says every time we lose a game, time to fire the coach. That's not what I'm doing here. I'm reevaluating because last night was, to me, very disturbing to see that game slip away. Game should not have slipped away. And makes me think, are we really pointed in the right direction with this guy? Can this guy really fix the problems here? I'm not sure he can. Yeah. it's uh, It makes you question a lot about the state of the program. Um, it does. You know, it recruiting, that, that should, recruiting yeah. is critical, but – you know, this year recruiting's down. It's not like um, right. who I can't. I'm blanking on who it was. Uh, maybe Cal basketball, where they had guys in the pipeline, or or Washington with Ernie Kent, where it's oh, like yeah. you've got guys right. in the pipeline, you right. can't fire the coach. There, no, you're right. There aren't uh, guys in the pipeline uh, for mean, football. So there's there's no program changer, at least on paper right now, where it's like, ooh, you can't you can't mess with the coaching staff because we'll lose that kid. No, absolutely not. I, I wouldn't. I almost never do that with football anyway, unless you've got maybe a, you know, a all-world quarterback that's committed or something like that. But yeah, I mean, football is too. It requires too much depth to make a decision based on one player or one recruit. Um, you know. So yeah, I mean, I, I to me, the, the coaching decision should be about not how many wins we have this year. That's a, that's a nice test to put on it. But are you confident that? things will get better from this year and aim last night like last night makes me less confident of that yeah i agree sadly and that's that's just the disturbing thing because i really you know even though we got blown out by usc we had won three out of four um we'd won a game last week that honestly was probably the opposite of last night most of the game looked like we were going to lose and we found a way to win it. And I told you last Sunday when we talked how good that felt because, you know, you don't win a lot of games like that where you, you pull one out and you think, how did, boy, we were outplayed for three quarters. We ended up winning. And then again, you know, to have just the opposite happen just a week later and feel like we were the better team and we didn't get it done against a team who's not that good. That's the thing. We didn't, you know, we didn't lose a lead to a top 10 team. We lost a lead to a mediocre team. And, and that makes us mediocre. And I'm tired of being mediocre. Yeah. I mean, the the high watermark, as you said, was three years ago, right before this game. Yeah. And right about now, right about this weekend. Yeah. I mean, I believe it was. Uh, I believe it was the second weekend of November. We beat Notre Dame. Yeah. And we were eight and one. We had won the Pac-12 South the year before. We had rebounded from that embarrassing blowout to UCLA and won, you know, six in a row. Um, you know, we had Taylor Kelly back. We were, we were dreaming playoff in the first year of the playoff and it wasn't crazy to dream about. Yeah. We would have had to beat Oregon in the PAC 12 title game, which probably, you know, would have been a real tough ask, but we would have had a chance and we went up there and blew that game to Oregon state. And then we lost at Arizona and it's just, it's felt like the momentum has been elusive since then. We've had little bits of it last year, five and one start, you know, fall flat this year you know you beat washington and utah you're feeling like oh the south is there and you lose two out of three the south is long since you know out the window and now you're you know back to wondering can you even make a bowl game yeah it's rough so hey 100th episode very positive very lively uh 
uh, basketball's one to know. So that's positive. And they did it with only six scholarship players suited up. So I'm riding high on that one. Yeah, they need uh, Kimani Lawrence to be healthy. Uh, and they <laughs> yeah. they need the – if the Romello White on-again, off-again suspension could end now before we play a real team on Tuesday, uh, that would be very good. That would be nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure we'll, we'll dive more into basketball next time around. Uh, but a good start. Always good to win your first game as compared to losing it. And uh, we handled it pretty well. So, you know, long way to go to see how good this team is. But game down. I'm okay with it. Yeah. You beat who's in front of you. Just ask Wisconsin yeah. football. It's just, you, sometimes you can't right, control how right. it goes. <laughs> right. Um, we'll, we'll face our better teams, and we'll find out just how good this team is or how not good this team is. Obviously, Idaho State's not much of a barometer, but, you know, good to get a win uh, and, and get one under your belt. Yeah. Um, you know, otherwise, this weekend in college football went a little topsy-turvy, but uh, – yeah, it's, it sure did. It's yeah. a it's yeah. a fresh wound for one of us, and I'm not sure we need to talk about it. But uh, oh well, hey, yeah, yeah, it was uh, a tough night for the Irish, no doubt about that. Uh, they, I mean, Miami played great. What can you say? Uh, you know, when a team plays that well, they're going to beat just about anybody. And uh, Notre Dame did not have the, uh, you know, just didn't have it. I mean, you could just see it, and they fell behind, and that's not the recipe for them. Um, so, yeah, you know, tough. Uh, it's a season that I expected them to go about 7-5 and five or 8-4. and four. The fact they were in the mix with, uh, you know, three weeks to go to play for the national championship stunned me. Um, so I'm, I'm not too down. I'm disappointed, but I'm not uh, devastated or anything like that. And, uh, you know, otherwise, the number one team in the land, according to the college football rankings, no. Georgia goes down to Auburn, who is – feisty as a two-loss team but it's just i yeah, i have a hard yeah, time thinking I'm they're just, gonna be able to leapfrog people and let, i mean but if they beat alabama too then and beat georgia again i mean yeah if they beat alabama and then beat georgia again in the sec title game i believe they will make the playoff and they probably should at that point i mean that's that's a pretty good three wins in your last four weeks if you can do it they've only got one of the three so far um and yeah if, i would be remiss if i didn't take just a moment to say he's not going to win the Heisman, but Jared Stidham, three touchdown passes, a touchdown run against the number one team in the country, made me look kind of smart yesterday. Played well. Yeah, he did. He he got out while the getting was good in Baylor. I, I think that he did. You know, he did. We, yeah. we will see a similar escape plan from Shea Patterson. Possibly. Out yeah. of Ole Miss. Yeah. And, yeah. you know. That is the new normal that, you know, if, if something's not yeah. going right and the team is having issues and you are still talented. Yeah. Might- yeah. I mean, it was the right decision for him. I don't think anybody should blame him. Um, you know, yeah, that's, that place is a disaster. And, and so good, you know, a good landing spot for him. He hasn't been a 100% natural fit there. Seemed like a little bit square peg in a round hole at times. Um, but he played well yesterday and he's, you know, Provided they take care of business, I believe, against UL Monroe this week. Um, you know, they'll be playing for a trip to the SEC title game and maybe more, uh, you know, in the Iron Bowl, which is, you know, hey, what, what more can you ask for with one week to go in the year? If the Iron Bowl is played, but Vern Lundquist doesn't call it, did it really happen? Well, we're going to find out. He's not going to call it, which is too bad, yeah, but that's been the way it is. You know, he didn't call Florida Georgia. He didn't call LSU Alabama. You just have to... Just have to accept it. The the Vern era, it was glorious, but it's over. Matt, are there any other takeaways from the weekend? I mean, Ohio State 
rebounded strongly. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Very, very interesting. Um, I mean, they played really well. They've, boy, talk about a, you know, bipolar team a little bit like ASU. Uh, you know, better, but, but boy, you just don't know what you're going to get from them week to week. Um, you know, they are probably good enough to be in the playoff. I don't think they're going to be able to get their way back in, but who knows if they would win the Big Ten, get a, get a little bit of upset somewhere else, maybe they can. Uh, you know, I mean, the odds of two NC teams took a hit yesterday. The odds of Notre Dame stealing a spot from a conference are probably gone now. So you never know. I mean, there's there's openings there that maybe we didn't think were open prior to yesterday. It's definitely going to be an interesting little run to the finish. I, I expect this week that you will see Miami leap into the top four with Alabama, with Clemson. They should. Um, yeah. You know, and and that'll make it uh that'll make it an interesting. Probably Oklahoma rounds out your four with Wisconsin at five. I think that's a reasonable top five would give them, you know, basically a win and in going forward because, you know, Clemson or Miami, one of them's going to lose a game. Um, even if Alabama and Oklahoma don't, you know, you're going to have one of those ACC teams drop a game, obviously, by the championship game. So, yeah, the, you know, the, the scenario's playing out kind of clean. If, you know, Wisconsin goes undefeated and Alabama goes undefeated, and you've got you know your winner of the ACC in Oklahoma. Then you've got your four conference champions, and you know all one or zero losses. Everybody's happy, but there's still you know three weeks for that to be thrown into some uproar. Yeah, well, we'll be back. We'll do some talk about that. We'll talk about ASU basketball following uh, a couple more games, <laughs> and uh, maybe. Maybe I'll update you on whether or not I was able to deal with my health insurance covering a prescription. <laughs> In, <laughs> until next, I know everybody will want to know. I mean, look, sometimes you have to let the people know you're a real person on the other end of the broadcast. That's right. And, That's right. and I'm a real person. I have real problems. Uh, yeah. They're not big yes. problems, mind you. Uh, this seems like something I'm going to be able to fix in one phone call, but but I don't like it, and I'm frustrated by it. Understood. Understood. Yes. Yes. Well, and, and uh, let me go ahead. I've, I've been remiss in not doing so. Let me give a shout out to my mom, who's one of our loyal listeners and actually listens all the way through the podcast now, I think. So I waited till the end. Let's see if she listens all the way through and she'll hear this shout out. Well, Mrs. Story, if you got this shout out, <laughs> please text Matt and let him know so that we can talk about that next time. Uh, we'll be back middle of the week. We'll talk ASU football preview at Oregon State, and who knows what our mood will be it for that. Uh, we'll right. talk some basketball. We'll talk some uh, college football rankings and whatever else comes up. Until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sports